Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you are joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors, and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making this show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Tis confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Dad's disease. Explain it me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it. Down, down, on down, on down. I don't want to start every episode to depressing. To the window, to the walls, to the sweater down my balls, till all these bitches skeet, skeet, skeet. Crawl. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Skeet, skeet. Goddamn, motherfucker, goddamn. If you had to name one artist who you would describe as a baby-making music artist, who would it be? I don't know. Nelly comes to mind. Nelly is not a baby-making music artist. No, Holy what, shit. What, what the fuck? To me, my answer would be Usher. Yes, Usher. Hey Daddy is one of those songs that just like, mm. Does Usher do Candy Shop? No, that's 50 Cent, bitch. Mm. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking drunk, all right? <laughs> my stomach hurts for some reason. I'm literally sitting here thinking of stupid fucking lyrics, and I laughed to myself. And Donna's like, what? I'm like, I'm just thinking of stupid lyrics. My stupid lyrics, I don't remember. <laughs> Wow, and we're not even partaking in... Oh, yeah. I'm just a hoe, I got come my hair. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a hoe, professional or recreational, uh, and you have come in your hair, that's a problem. Some people like that. Do you know how hard it is to get it out? Yeah, no. Can you imagine brushing your hair with dried semen in it? That's why you don't let it dry. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're kicking me out. I need to use your shower. Unless it's disgusting. Then I'll be like, all No, right. because the problem is all men on this earth, unless they're married and they have a woman who's training them, has two-in-one shampoo. And if you think that two-in-one shampoo is good enough for a fucking beautiful goddess who has the hair of an angel, a seraphine, you're fucking insane. That shit is not going to... Here we go, boys. If you want to <laughs> impress a girl, have he- sh- separate shampoo, shampoo and separate conditioner. conditioner. <laughs> have you ever seen the memes? Preferably same brand. <laughs> have you ever seen the memes that say, like, VO5, 7 in 1? Yeah. <laughs> it's like shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, toothpaste. shaving cream, <laughs> dish soap. <laughs> All-purpose cleaner. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. I mean, yeah, I, I don't get it. Your shampoo conditioner two-in-one is not a facial wash. I want to talk about something that has to do with this show. Movies. I can't fucking stand when people go to movie theaters and talk out loud. And I'm not alone in this. 
dumb assholes get on the internet and they're like, that's just what I do. That's what I do. I go out with friends and we talk about the film. And if you don't want to hear it, don't go. No, no bitch. bitch. You don't it's go. A, you don't go, you fucking asshole. That stupid fucking music person, Zara Larson, who had that one hit. She made a fucking TikTok like months ago about how she likes to talk at movie theaters with her friends. And she's like, I feel like everybody who wants us to be quiet is weird and stupid. And it's like, no, you dumb asshole. It's a universal fucking moment where everyone's just supposed to sit there and watch the fucking movie. You don't then talk go, during I, it. I, fucking go through, go to a fucking drive through then. I have had too many experiences where people have talked during the movie and then when you tell them to shut up nicely which I have they look at you like you have three fucking heads and it's just like what what where am I living that you're okay. so dumb well, so that you this, don't fucking know this, that you're the fucking problem all right you do the New York special <laughs> you start off nice they look at you like you have three heads like you said and then if they continue talking, you say, all right, bitch, I try to do it the nice way. Now the real me's coming out. Shut the fuck up. The, the thing that I have with today's society uh, is the fact that everyone just cares about themselves. And yes, part of that is because society and whatever government is in power treats everyone that way. But if you're dealing with a regular fucking person... Why don't you think of being considerate for that other person? It is just an unfucking spoken rule, not even a rule, that you should not talk in a movie theater. And then if you do want to say something, fucking whisper. Make it short. And then you can fucking talk your head off once the movie is done. You're not paying attention, obviously, if you're talking. So what's the fucking point of going to the movies? Stay at home, wait till it goes on fucking on demand. And you can pause and talk these however are the long you fucking want. These are the same fucking people who think it's cool to bring your goddamn six-month-old to a Star Wars film where the fucking volume is so loud it's going to rupture that baby's ears. This is the same person who is saying their own commentary out loud like, the, like you're a fucking stand-up comedian and everyone paid money to see you comment on the movie when it's like, no, we didn't. We came to see the movie. Shut the fuck up. I, well, there are so many selfish assholes in this world that I really wish to not meet and, and interact with, and I am forced to when I go to the movies. Amen. <laughs> well, hold on. There's also a little fucking disclaimer before the movie starts. Don't talk, turn your fucking cell phone off, or put it on vibrate so everyone can enjoy the movie. I want to openly state that I had a terrible experience at the Alamo Draft House in Manhattan. <laughs> And I will never be going back there again. And I don't care that the company reached out to me to tr possibly fix what happened in that altercation. Did they reimburse you? Yeah. We got reimbursed for the whole thing. The food and the tickets. Uh, which we deserved because I didn't even get to fully watch the movie or enjoy my time because of the asshole couple next to me that would not shut the fuck up. Uh, but the manager there was a piece of shit also who didn't want to deal with whatever was happening. Their rules are dumb, and 
Well, it's not that the rules are dumb. But no, it is you, because they're have, known. They're oh, right. known yeah, because it was for silencing right. people. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah. somebody was renting out a space there, that's technically not their fucking movie that they're putting out. So then they don't want to go and silence people who won't shut the fuck up, which is ridiculous. And how would you know that unless you found yourself in a situation like that and they explain that to you afterwards? Because it's but again that's the whole thing with that's that the place. whole fucking point, right? So now they're picking and choosing when they want to uphold their rules, which is stupid. I, honestly. Was that an actual thing? Yes. That's fucking stupid. It is fucking stupid. It doesn't make sense. If you're known for being a place where you can actually go to a movie theater and not have to fucking listen to some dumbass behind you making stupid commentary, you go there because you're like, all right, I'm not expecting some stupidity to happen while I'm here. And for you to pick and choose, it's still at your fucking venue. You should reinforce the same rules that you have for whatever other screening. It's not a private screening. Someone's not throwing a fucking birthday party. It's still under your roof. And so if I have a bad experience at somebody who's hosting something, you should be the ones who are responsible in making sure and ensuring that the people who paid for that, because you're still getting a cut of that money, you're doing your fucking job. And the manager there, who was a bitchy piece of shit, I said the word fucking a sentence and he just blew his stack and was like you cursed at me and I'm like no I said a curse word I didn't say fuck you or you're a fucking asshole I said the couple next to me wouldn't shut the fuck up which is the truth and you didn't like that I said that and you ran with it and then that was all the conversation was about if you would have just satisfied the fact that I had an experience ruined for me because your staff did nothing about it I would have actually gone around and been like you know This situation happened, but they were very accommodating and they were apologetic about the situation and they handled it well. That's not right. Don't try to fucking throw it back in my face. Uh, Anyway, I love movies. We love movies. We do. Um, That's why we do this podcast because it is an escape from our everyday real life and the uh, torture and slavery that is capitalism (laughs) and life that has a hold over us. Even though I don't know that much about movies. I still love them. So my point in all this is if you want to go to the movies, don't be an inconsiderate asshole, especially in this day and age where if I was that person who was talking at a movie, I, well, if I was the person who was talking at a movie and didn't give a fuck, I would be stupid. Not being stupid, I think to myself, somebody could have a gun and straight up kill me, which has happened in movie theaters in this country. So, you know, you're fucking risking a lot here by being that ignorant asshole who decides to be the fucking focus of attention during a film. I mean, not even, not even, you know, that that is an extreme, obviously, but it still happens. But even just having someone just want to fucking beat the shit out of you. Right. What if they're waiting for you outside and they're going to bare-knuckle box you in the parking lot of the movie theater? Yep. Y'all live a a lawless life where you just think that every day is promised to you. I do not. Oh, God. This is why I don't like going outside. Me neither. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? (laughs) All right, I'm drunk and my tummy hurts. Your hair is crazy. You gonna ask me how I am? Yes, how I roll. How are you, Donna? I'm, I'm, you know what? I am alive. Do you remember that song? Why are you stealing my answer? I'm not. Do you remember that song from Flyleaf? I'm alive. I'm alive. No. I can feel you oh. all around me. Holding on to what I'm feeling. Did you know she was Christian and that band was a Christian rock band? What? Yeah. 
I didn't, I don't remember ever hearing, Jesus, take the wheel. You didn't have to, because she was a fucking goth scene queen, but was performing under, you know, a false, like, this is a religious band. What? I found this out through TikTok. What? That song was catchy as hell. Oh, but, that was a great song. I mean, I was, I'm not in love with music like that. You know, I wasn't an Evan, what, Evanescence bitch? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. an Evanescence bitch. All right, we're live. We're here. <laughs> Welcome to Explain It Me. We're a two, podcast. A podcast. We're two women. Schwammin. Tell the plot of a very confusing movie. And the trick here is that the person telling it has to be drunk to the person who's never seen it. Er. <laughs> what? <laughs> seen it er? Drunker. Oh. <laughs> Oh, then God. the other person. Oh, uh, we've already recorded an episode before this, so we're a little bit swifty difty. Yeah, I'm sure the like the difference of hearing like an episode when we first begin to an episode where we're like, oh already yeah, down yeah, that. yeah. So every other week we're running up that one of road. us is a little more we're running up, up that hill. We're, we're running, running up that wine bottle today. <laughs> All right. Hey, I have a question for you, Stephanie. You have a question for me. I do. What's your question? What are we doing today? We are doing 2005 Stay. Okay, 2005 Stay. I've never heard of this film. Neither did I. <laughs> Is it on our list? Yes. Okay. I was going to choke Where you. Where we got it, I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to choke you. I was like, I don't remember putting that on the no, list. No, it's on the list. I mean, we... So, oh, I, we've mentioned Hold on. It. Wait a second. What's I up? have a... Excuse me, there was an air bubble in my throat. A burp. I have a recommendation from uh, my mother. Okay. Now, I don't remember the name of this movie. I think it's Tenderness. <laughs> what the fuck? I have a recommendation. I don't know what it's called, but it's a recommendation. It's, I think it's called Tenderness, and I think it's, star it's starring Russell Crowe. I know that. But she told me it was some crazy fucking movie that she watched, and we should do it for the podcast. Okay. And because she's my mother, she gets to recommend us movies. That's fine. Does she want me or you to do it? She wants me to do it. Okay. I don't know. I said to her, I'm like, is it confusing? And she's like, it's it's off the rails. So, I mean, it could be it could be confusing. Well, this, I guess, no, this movie has a little bit to do with mothers. So. Does it? I, a yo, little. Yo, your movie has a lot of plots that I'm not expecting. I mentioned this in the Previous episode, episode we were just mm -hmm. uh, recording. This movie... I didn't know how it was going to end, but I didn't expect it to end the way that it does. Great. And I'm going to tell you now, there's no trivia. <gasps> None? There, There is. I mean, I know you found, but nothing that was but like it's, striking enough for you to put yeah, it in it's, the episode. It's like shit that I could have fucking figured out myself. It's not like, oh my God, like, you know, like the fucking thing where some dude put his fucking father's ashes on the explosives in Deja Vu. The director is... Mark Forrester. Okay. Known for. He directed Finding Neverland, and he was the producer on The Kite Runner and World War Z. Producer schmoozer. I only care about the director. He directed Finding Neverland, the movie with Johnny Depp, where he is the author of Peter Pan, right? Yes. Is it Johnny Depp? Yes, it's Johnny Depp. It's Johnny Depp it. and Kate Winslet. Cool. Writer... The one and only... My middle name is IMDb. 
the one and only Uh half of the duo that we can blame for completely and utterly destroying Game Game of of Thrones. Thrones. I knew that that's what you were going to (laughs) say, and I didn't look this movie up. I knew that's what you were going to say. David Benoff? I don't know how you say it. Better off dead, because he fucked that ending. (laughs) Oh, God. Where are all my Game of Thrones hoes at? Not the ones that read the book, because you will assault me in the comments. Well, yeah, I mean, we also don't have an ending. Stephanie actually read the books. I did. I did not. I need to reread them. <laughs> so, wrote Game of Thrones. Directed yes. Game of Thrones? Wrote Game of Thrones? Producer. Producer. And then he was the writer for Kite Runner. Okay. So this is how David and Mark met. Okay. Our cast is Ewan McGregor, Naomi Watts, Ryan Gosling. Oh, Gosling? I thought it was Reynolds. No, Gosling. <gasps> when he was young and fine. Wait a minute. Go back to the cast again. Ryan Reynolds, Ewan McGregor. Who Who else did you say? Naomi Watts. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Reeser. All right. I'm thinking of a different movie with Ryan Gosling and Sandra Bullock, but different movie. Bob Hoskins. Okay. And Kate Burton. All right. And then I want to preface this, because this is very big in this movie. Trigger warning. Oh, God. For the whole fucking movie, suicide is a huge fucking topic. It's basically the whole movie. Okay. This doesn't take place in a library or a psych ward, right? I mean, there's scenes, but no. In which one? (laughs) There's, like, little clips that are, like, five minutes or less. Where they're in a psych ward and or a library? Yeah, well, that's bookstore. so specific. All right, whatever. All right. I'm thinking of the movie where Ewan McGregor plays a security guard at a library at night and it's haunted. No. Or the movie where Ewan McGregor is in a psych ward. I don't know if it's Ewan. Whatever, fuck it. Go on. <laughs> Session something. I think that's on our list too. Fuck it. I'm so fucked up. Right. I am so fucked up that. It just hit you? And... Oh, just. <laughs> I'm on, I'm running on Rage and Wine, and that's not a good mix, but we're doing this. Donna. Stephanie, no middle name, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes? Question. Answer. If you killed your whole family, possibly by accident, would you want to kill yourself? Like, would the guilt eat you, know, you eat I, away at you? Every family has problems. <clears throat> and despite that, I would like to publicly announce that I do love my family and would do anything for them. Don't come after me. <laughs> but if I ended up killing my entire family, quote unquote, by accident, I would at least like to be granted a year to live with it before I decided to kill myself. Because maybe things could get better. Okay. I think that moving to, like, Venice Beach and, you know, working at a supermarket, because I'm like, you know, I don't want to be in the public eye. I've done something horrific. I mean, if you're working, you got to work at a weed shop at that point. You're right. I'm so stupid. Yeah. To work at a weed dispensary in Venice Beach. Yeah. And just, like, you, yo, the stories you would have. To create a new identity, a new life. I'm not saying killing your family is the way to start a new chapter in your life. You work Don't for get Dr. Me wrong. Mary Jane. But I think that many doors could open for me. I know it's selfish. 
But at the same time, you know, you life throws you weird pitches, and you gotta either, you know, you're gonna bat a home run or you're gonna hit first base. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I don't know anything about baseball. Um, or you're gonna get yeah. it out. <laughs> you're gonna strike out, and you're gonna kill yourself. Yeah. We're not looking for a strike. We're looking for a home base. I need a home full run. run. Shut up. I need a. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, the basics at least. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I need a full run on that diamond before I end up killing myself, if that was the option given to me. How would you kill yourself? I'm asking me. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a Sylvia Plath and stick our head in the oven. Because guns are cliche. I don't give a fuck about the mess. I won't be here to clean it up. Trauma. (laughs) You want to leave trauma to whoever finds you? If I change my name and location, who's finding me? I don't know. Your brother fucking did 21 and me. Or whatever the 23 fuck. and me? I did 23 and me. Um, yeah, but he won't be here. So, because I'll kill him too. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot. My whole family's <laughs> gone. Movie starts. We see a camera. I thought you were going to say a cat. No cats. <laughs> we see a camera that looks like it's attached to like the front bumper of a car. So we see this. So we see the POV of a car. We are the car. We are the we're, car. We're the fender of the car. We are the fender. <laughs> we see the side we of the car. We are the ones that get the damage when we hit that bender. Wheels. We see the side of the car. We are the wheels. <laughs> Sorry. What kind of car is it? It doesn't fucking Come matter. Come on, you're the car doctor. I don't know. It looks like it's an old fucking Jeep. Okay. Then we see this car gets into an accident. The camera just goes, woo! And it's an accident on a bridge. Then we see Ryan Gosling's character he's, sitting. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Oh, he's fine. Shit. He's got like a little bit longer hair, mm-hmm. like down to kind of like the cheek. So it's kind of in his face. And he's depressing spaghetti. Oh, sad boys. They hit different. They do. Keep that in mind for later. <laughs> he's sitting in the middle of the road on the bridge. And we can see the accident behind him. And it looks like he's contemplating life. I mean, same. (laughs) Get ready for the suicide jokes. (laughs) We can hear sirens in the distance. And the car that we assume he was in is on fire. And then he just gets up and starts walking away from the crash. You know who else is on fire? Him. Because he's fine. He's hot. Cut to... God damn. Do you think Ryan Gosling has a big dick? <laughs> or do you think it's like, you know, it's fine? It's probably fine. It's probably mid. Yeah. Just good enough. His like, money makes up like, for the two inches he's short on. Not like Junie from Spy Kids who apparently has a monster cock because Megan Trainer, his wife, said that after they have sex, she's in pain for days. Who from Spy... The, the, the kid. Are you fucking serious? I swear to God, it just came out He's yesterday. got a horse cock? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Not a person I would expect to have a big dick. <laughs> exactly. It's never the ones you expect. True. Cut to Ewan's character waking up in bed, and it seems like he had a bad dream, and as he's waking up, he's holding an engagement ring in his hand, and he's kind of looking at it. Now That's we see, not good. Now we see him going to work. He's dressed in a very nice suit. Uh, he works at Burger King. <laughs> he's the manager at Burger King. Can you imagine somebody working in Burger King wearing a suit? 
it's a nice suit too like it's nicely fitted it's a light gray color he rides a bike to work bicycle he's an environmentalist what oh you're just joking okay yeah fell short i was gonna be like environmentalist with a nice fitted suit hell no (laughs) we meet naomi and they never say it specifically but she's his girlfriend ewan's yes and she's an artist Ewan works at some mm. big-ass office building. I was going to say, if the both of them are environmentalists and artists, they have no money. Well, they got a nice-ass apartment, but it's also strange, So, but I'll get to that. He works in a big-ass office building. He goes into a room, and Ryan is there. We finally get some names. Ewan's character is named Sam Foster, and Ryan is Henry Letham. Letham. Just give me the first names. Ewan is Ewan Henry. Ewan is Sam. Sam. And Ryan, Ryan is, Henry. is Henry. Okay. Henry is like, who the fuck are you? Because, spoiler alert, he's there for his uh, psychologist appointment. Hold up. Sam is there. Henry. Henry's there for his appointment with a psychologist. Yes. He's meeting with a psychologist. Yes. He dresses in a suit for this? Sam does. You Sam, and Sam. Okay. Okay. Is Sam a psychologist? Yes. Okay. And Henry is the patient. Sam is the professional. Yes, but we find out that Henry has a different psychologist that he's been seeing for a while, and it's a woman. Her name is Beth. Okay. And Sam is filling in for her. She's sick or some shit like that, and Henry's, like, not really cool with the fact that he's filling in and he didn't get a heads up on it, basically. Maybe if you came here in a car, (laughs) you'd know sooner. So we find out that Ewan is a psychologist for, like, rich fucking people and depressed housewives. And Henry is a college student who's going to school for art. Of course. (laughs) Henry's still not cool with him, with Sam, and he's, like, super weary of him. Somehow, the accident that we saw at the very beginning gets brought up, and Sam is like, did you torture a car? Did he? And Henry's like, I don't remember. I don't know. I woke up, and the car was on fire. Wait a minute. He woke up? Was he sleep driving? We don't know yet what happened. Then Henry says, I didn't mean to hurt anyone. Sam is like, who did you hurt? And then Henry's like, fuck this, I'm out. Next he thing, asked me a question. I need to go. Yeah, I'm not. That's not how this, this works. <laughs> yeah. So I asked the questions. Fuck him. <laughs> Even though that's his job. He's like, this is the origin story of Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Cut to Sam is sitting with Naomi which her character is named Leela. Leela. Yes. Not Layla. Not Lola. Not, not Layla. Leela. Leela like the space alien from Futurama. Yes. Okay. She got one eye and purple hair? No. They're... Goddamn. I have a question for you. What's up? You're a character in this movie. You live in this universe where this movie's real. Who are you fucking? Are you fucking Ewan McGregor or Ryan Gosling? Oh, I'm a fix-it bitch, so I would try to fix Ryan Gosling. No, I'm talking about looks, though. And, like, one of them's established. One of them is a college student. Oh, okay. I mean, they're both attractive men. Oh, yeah. So, like, which one are you picking? You know what? I, well, again, this is because I know a little bit more about Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. than I do about Ryan Gosling in real life. Uh, Ewan McGregor loves motorcycles. Oh, he does? So we could go on road trips together, <laughs> which would be great. Yeah, but he also left his wife for another actress. 
so fun fact he shot a whole thing with one of his friends where they went from i think from london all the way to america riding motorcycles and they planned it so there was like ice and shit like that when they went through like fucking not malaysia mongolia (laughs) okay they stopped in like a little village where there was an orphanage and there was this little girl who her family got like fucking killed by some crazy right right shit. he adopted the and child he adop- yeah and that's where that's how he found her mm-hmm. i know that still men always leave their wives for younger women she didn't fuck too good i guess it's nice they had a family photo i mean listen we can judge but at the end of the day we don't know what goes I on in know, their house i know whatever go on wait so who are you fucking Ryan Gosling or you yeah, and McGregor? I think Ryan we're, Gosling yeah. still. <laughs> okay. I I I always fall in love with the ki- kids. God no. <laughs> I always fall in love with the men who have no prospects. Okay. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's fucked up. It's very specific. Yeah. Leela comes, I guess, to his job, and they're sitting outside, and she's sketching him, and she's telling him some fucking corny joke about the uh, about a moose. It looks like he's not paying attention, but he is, and he's like, I'm confused. Who am I? Am I the cop or the man? She's like, no, you're the moose. And the drawing is of him with moose antlers. She crumbles it up. She's like, it's shit. And he's like, no, it's not shit. It's okay. I said it's okay. (laughs) It was all right. It's nighttime now, and we see Henry is daydreaming of Twilight Mom. Now, what? Twilight Mom. The mother who plays Edward cullen's mom in twilight the woman who has 13 head yeah she got a big forehead yeah <laughs> i said 13 head yeah for a reason yeah her i don't know what her name is maybe i, re- I don't fucking know <laughs> he's on a train and train is relatively packed there's not a lot of people standing but there's still some people and he lights a cigarette some chick is sitting across from him and she's like oh i know you we could go to school together blah 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 and then we see, this is the second time he's just, like, a side character. I don't know his name. The Bell Dude from Breaking Bad. The guy in the wheelchair? Yes. Who we mentioned in a prior episode? Yes. Who was in the fountain? Yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The Bell Dude. He's, like, the grandfather. Yeah. He's, like, the main guy, but not the main guy. He's not the main guy at all in Breaking Bad. No, I, but I'm saying he's supposed to be, like, the head, or he was the head. And yeah, then, he, yeah. Yeah. So... He's standing, and he's standing right above uh, Henry, and he's like, there's no smoking on the train, put it out. And he tells this to him a couple times, and then Henry looks up at him, takes the cigarette, pulls up his sleeve, and oh, puts the cigarette out on his arm. Oh my god. And that's the moment I say I found my soulmate. That's what's wrong with me, folks. That's what's wrong with me. Because that should be a red flag. That should be like, I gotta go. I'm gonna jump off the train while it's moving. Then Bell Dude calls him an asshole and walks away. <laughs> like, not the reaction I was mm. expecting. Back to Sam. Sam is trying to reach the other psychologist that was Henry's main psychologist. Mm-hmm. And he wants to talk to her about Henry, but she's not picking up the phone, so he's just leaving a voicemail. We find out that Leela is also an art teacher? Is she in, Is she like a PhD student that she's also teaching? They never... Sp- specify okay like she's an artist and she also teaches cool that totally happens when you're in college they have a very strange relationship 
her and Sam and she needs like a lot of reassurance like she asks him a lot of questions and he's like no you're good blah 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 everyone loves you and she's getting depressy spaghetti and she's She's like like, would you put a cigarette on your arm for me (laughs) (laughs) well hold on because I fucking died she says I want the world to remember me Sam answers they will remember you now take off your clothes I mean, that's hot. (laughs) Affirmation followed by a command. It just came out of nowhere. And you know how, like, him as a character, he can be very, like, I don't know, like, docile, Mm -hmm. like, very, like, calming, kind of. He says it in, like, the same tone that he's telling her, like, they'll remember you. Now take off your clothes. I was like, Jesus, what the fuck? I was not expecting that. Sam's at work now. And Henry walks in. Sam wasn't expecting him. He had a different patient. But he's there and he starts asking him some random questions. He's like, you're not supposed to be here. Whatever, but he still wants to talk. Henry mentioned something about there being like a hailstorm later that day or some shit like that. I only say this because it's apparently relevant. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I fucked up. When Sam and Leela were sitting and she was sketching him, all of a sudden it started hailing. Okay. And he was just like, how the fuck did Henry know that it was supposed to hail? Like, I checked, I don't know, fucking weather.com. Is this powder? (laughs) You don't even know. No. (laughs) Like, I I watched the news. I checked weather.com. Yeah, I I watched the news. No one said that it was supposed to hail. Like, somehow he knew before it happened. Sam is like, are you into meteorology? I thought this was a thriller. And he's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, do you want to be the weatherman? And he's like... No, I don't want to be the fucking weatherman. What the fuck? So Sam wants him to open up more to him so he can help him. So this is official. They're now patient psychologist. Is he, do you know, is he a psychiatrist or a therapist? He's a psychiatrist. So he's not a psychologist. He's a psychiatrist. I don't remember. (laughs) I wrote psychologist. That's not a psychiatrist. What's the difference? Psychiatrist is somebody who can diagnose and give medicine. A psychologist is somebody who studies psychology in human behaviors. He's a psychiatrist. Okay. Very different. My apologies. You gotta go to fucking medical My school. My Scotties. You gotta go to medical school to be a psychiatrist. My Scotties. Sam says I, he wants him to open up to him, and then Henry says, I'm hearing voices. So he starts telling him what he's hearing, and as he's saying what he's hearing, we hear like someone else talking over him at the same time but it doesn't make sense and as what are they saying it's just like snippets of sentences like it's nothing okay i don't remember it doesn't matter they're sitting on the couch next to one another and as henry is telling him what he's hearing sam notices that he has burns on his arm he's like yep that's my uniform he's like do you burn yourself and he's like yes i burned myself and he's like why he's like practicing for hell who wrote this <laughs> me at 12 like what the fuck god this is like within... i just imagine simple plans no good charlotte's like yeah i don't want to be just like you <laughs> playing in the background even though that doesn't oh fit god. at no, all not at all but like come on this happens like within two minutes from the take your clothes off thing i was like yo is this whole movie gonna be like this because this is fucking great you just hear like hello there angel from my nightmare where are you (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) playing in the background so he thinks that he's gonna go to hell because of what he did or what he's about to do 
Okay. Which one? So I'm going to guess that he killed his entire family. Okay. By fire. Okay. But didn't mean to because he did something with fire, whether he was trying to hurt himself or setting a fire. Okay. You don't have to say yes or no, but that's, that's just that's what I'm That's why I'm getting. saying okay. Okay. Oh, because that's yes? No, or okay. No? It's just uh, neutral. All right. Okay. I'm just listening to you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> why do I feel like I know better and it's off the rails worse than that? Yeah. <laughs> Henry, tell Sam that he's going to kill himself on Saturday at midnight. He made his job easy for Sam because Sam now can just call up the right. hospital. So that's what he says. He's like, well... Yes, we have patient confidentiality. Yeah, but, but if, if you you're say something yourself, like that, I have, I have to, to report it. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, nah, we're good. We got three days. I'm not doing it tomorrow type of shit. So I guess it's Wednesday. He says the three days thing and that he'll be back. So Sam ends up going to a psych ward. Word. Word. Ends up going word. to a, a psych ward. And we see some woman having an episode and staff are trying to, like, inject her with some shit and calm her down. B.D. Wong, 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 yeah, plays the main doctor at the psych ward. He do be playing many doctors. He plays a shrink on Law and Order, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays a scientist in Jurassic Park. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And one time my sister's friend was at a restaurant where he was with his partner and either he said to his partner or his partner said to him, you're being such a bitch today. <laughs> so he tells him about this and he's like, if we take him in now, he's going to be out by the weekend. So there's no sense because yeah, like, if mean, we're trying to prevent him from killing himself. He's just going to get out and kill himself. like Right. But if he's specifically planning to kill himself at midnight on Saturday, like... There's something else that this means, basically. So, BD is like, all right, fine, then we'll take him in Friday night. Does BD have a name in this, or are we just going to refer to him as BD? He oh, does, God. I don't remember. We're going to call him LW for Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> he asks Sam if he's taking any meds, and he says that he doesn't want to take any. We never hear this conversation, but now we know. Sam is back at his apartment, and he's going through the medicine cabinet, and he's opening up a prescription bottle and counting pills. This bottle is Leela's. So she's on medication. Yes. And, and he's counting her medication to make sure she's taking her medication. Yes. That is fucked up. She comes home, they live together, and she starts telling him, like, she's had a crazy day, and all I've been cra all I've been craving today is a drink. And she pours herself like a... Same. <laughs> As I pick my third drink up. Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Uh, she pours herself a, like a glass of whiskey or some shit like that and sits down and starts drinking. This is when we officially... It looked like it, but I didn't want to call it out because I always make this assumption. This movie takes place in New York City. In New York. The Twin Towers are out of the frame now. Oh we didn't do post-production mistakes. Never forget. Right, it's 2006? Five. 2005. We be doing those movies in the, the, the I was going to say, mid-2000s. Within the parentheses mm -hmm. of 9-11. <laughs> There's either before or after and nowhere in between. Yep. Unless I do Glitter, which came out on 9-11. Did it really? Yes, it did. Oh there were two tragic. Yeah. There were two tragic uh, 
incident Sajay. Mm. The premiere of that film being one of them. She's drinking. I don't know if he What is she drinking? Whiskey. Right. Gross. He comes out and they're chit-chatting or whatever. And then he calls Beth again. And again, she doesn't pick up. He leaves another voicemail. He starts talking about that, like, he can't reach her or some shit like that. And then Leela says, we live in New York City. Everyone's exhausted. I'm She's like, not lying. True. You know this movie was shot in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Where things are different because they have free health care. I think certain scenes were shot, unless there's another bridge that looks exactly like the Brooklyn Bridge. Cause Stephanie, do you not, please go back to our first episode of this podcast, not really first episode, but first episode that we released, Frequency. Do you think oh, that, no, that that movie was no. shot in Queen Bayside? Absolutely not. Okay. I think this is now, I didn't write it down because it's kind of whatever, but Sam brings up the fact that he knows that she's not taking her medication and he's worried about her. And she's like, I'm worried about the fact that you're counting my medication. Exactly. Checkmate, whore. Like, you shouldn't be fucking doing that. So, you he, psycho fuck. he's just like, I'm just worried about you. I just want to make sure you're okay. And she, I don't think she says this now. Whatever. I'll, I'll mention it later on. But she says, I can't paint on meds. Okay. He's like, he doesn't say this, but... He's basically like, shut the fuck up, I'm going to run a bath. So they go into the bathroom, and they have, I have never in my life fucking seen this. Oh, God. They have. I already know it's coming. A fucking public bathroom hand dryer. Okay, I didn't think that was coming. I thought you were going to talk about some crazy sex scene. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, and not only is it not mounted to the wall, it has, like, its own little fucking stand that it's, like, bolted to the floor with. First of all, the bathroom looks like it's a fucking medical kind of, like, you know, those green tiles and type of shit like that. I mean, there's a giant fucking window that's frosted. It's fucking huge. It, it's, like, the size of this Stephanie, fucking he's room. he's a shrink. He can have weird shit in his bathroom. He makes good money. I would love to know if this is an actual real fucking apartment, because, like, what the fuck? Was Find this me a like drink that that's hot, that that's hot as as you and McGregor? I mean, my only thing is that I would be. I mean, I don't know. It depends, but like, I don't want you fucking analyzing me all the time, which he does. You're not supposed to, right? But it happens he, organically sometimes. But you're you have to be where in the wherewithal to know like I'm crossing a boundary here. I shouldn't be doing this. Counting your fucking significant other's meds is absolutely a boundary cross. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, Leela notices that he's kind of, like, off. He's not being himself. And she starts asking him about the patient that he has that he's trying to call Beth mm -hmm. about. Because they know each other. He's like, I can't tell you because of confidentiality, blah, blah, blah. She jumps to the conclusion, well, you told me about this patient, so you must not be telling me about him because he wants to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, that's why. He's like, no, he's a fucking sad emo boy who is always telling me he wants to kill himself, and I know you're going to want to fuck him. <laughs> that you're is both not it at all. fucking mentally ill. <laughs> Henry doesn't want to talk about it, but then he does. And he tells her he you wants to Sam? kill him. <coughs> Sam, yeah. <laughs> yes, I fucked up. Sam doesn't want to tell her, tell her about it, but he does. I don't know what's going on, honestly, because, like, this point, like... Is Shit's there, already fucking confusing. I have a question. Is there a fucking age discrepancy between Sam and Leela? No. Because she's still in college and he's a 
do you know how long it takes to no, get? No, she's a grown up. She she's no no like no. A... I understand that, but is she like twenty three and he's like thirty two? No. You know you can have old people teaching classes. Like I don't. No know. no no. It's not about that. It's about him because I know how long it takes to become a shrink. Because you have to do your undergrad, you have to do your master's, and you have to work in a hospital. Again, a little too much. Okay, uh, 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 they're more or less the same age. She's That's she's kind not of in crazy. College. Okay, like she's established. I thought she was in college. No, she's a teacher. Yeah, but I thought she was also a student. No, didn't you say that? No. Earlier? No, okay. I did not. You she's might have made that te- assumption. Shut the fuck up. She's an art teacher. Yes. That's it. Yes. Okay. He tells her about the fact that he wants to kill himself on Saturday. Very specific. And then we kind of find out that it's Saturday I want to die. (laughs) This gets more specific. (laughs) But we'll get to that. We find out that Lila tried to kill herself. In the past. Yes. Okay. And this is why he didn't want to mention the suicide. Because he didn't want to trigger her. Yeah. He didn't want to bring it up, basically. So next thing we cut to, we see Henry is in like a lecture class, but... I guess he was bored, and he's like, fuck this, I'm out. Before he walks out, we see that Sam, there's, like, a glass fucking, like, partition above where the lecture hall is, and you can look into, like, the auditorium where it's happening, and he's watching, because he wants to talk to him. So he's like, oh, I wasn't sure if you were going to be in class, but, like, I wanted to talk to you. So they start talking. They are, like, walking through the school, and we find out that Henry's parents are dead. No fucking shit. I saw that coming like a train. I'm standing in the middle of the tracks and it's hitting me. Coming. I found, side tangent, I found out the craziest fucking story. So fucked up. If you don't like animal cruelty. Oh God. If you don't like. Disagree. If you don't fancy. Yeah. (laughs) Animal cruelty. Long story short, there was a traveling circus back, I think, in like the 30s or 40s. That makes sense. They had a bunch of elephants. And the main elephant, I think her name was Mary, the guy who owned the circus basically raised her from a baby. Okay. So they had a really strong connection and they were on, I don't know, do you call it fucking tour? (laughs) (laughs) Tour! (laughs) (laughs) They're going to a new town and he hired a new handler for her. This guy was a total dick and he was being abusive towards her. And after they did their show, he was, like, leading her to a pond so she can drink some water or whatever. And when she was walking there, she saw that there was, like, a fucking watermelon on the ground or something. And she went to eat it. And this dude got impatient and started fucking poking her with a stick. And she was like, you know what? You're a piece of shit. She fucking stomped his ass. (laughs) She stomped on his head, like, and just, boom, dead on the spot. And I was like, karma, bitch. That's what you fucking get. But it gets sad. (laughs) This obviously makes fucking headlines because, you know, there's nothing else going on. And oh, no, did they kill the elephant? The next town that they go to, the owner is like, we're going to have a huge finale, like, stay around or whatever. The town originally didn't want them to come with her because obviously she killed someone. Mm-hmm. So now they're like, no, bitch. They have the show. She's not included in the show. At the end of the show, wherever the fuck this was, there were train tracks next to it. They take the fucking elephant, they chain her feet to the fucking rails, and they bring in a cart that has, like, a crane on top of it, 
and they fucking hang the elephant. <gasps> hang it? They wrap a chain around her neck and they fucking lift her up. And there's a fucking famous photo of this that ended up being in, like, newspapers and shit like that. And he he ended up getting, like, more fame because of this. Because, like, you know, he, I don't know, publicly showed that he wouldn't allow something like that to happen in his circus. But basically, after he killed her, he had, like, a fucking mental breakdown and died, like, five years after. Um, thanks for sharing that. I'm so I was so heartbroken when I listen. I need to share my pain, okay? <laughs> what do you do on your time off again? I don't understand. Shout out to Mr. Ballin, of course, for having those deep dives. Of course, she's a big Mr. Ballin fan. All right, go on. Sam asks if he has any other family. He's like, no, but I have a girlfriend. As they're talking, walking, we see that there's, like, weird camera fucking shifts and, like, things look mirrored and, like, reversed. And so we're getting a thing that, okay, we're getting into some weird territory now. Do we find out how she tried to kill herself? Yes. Later? Yes. Okay. It's fucked up. We find out that his girlfriend uh, is named Athena and that he's gonna marry her. At some point, Henry brings up the fact that it looks like the ring that you have. And Sam's like, I didn't steal your ring. Which I'm like, what? Why would you say that? <laughs> right. So when he came to his office the second time, Sam was like fiddling with the ring on the desk mm -hmm. and he saw what the ring looked like, which I didn't realize at first. I recognized later that that's what he was pointing to, but whatever. We then cut to shit starts spinning. So like he, Henry walks through a spinning door. A revolving door? A sp <laughs> A spinning door. A revolving door? A carousel door. A revolving door. Yes. And as he walks through it, the scene changes. And he is in a fucking aquarium. And it looks like is he's... Is he in the water? Or he's outside looking at the aquarium? He is in one of those, like, underground areas. Tanks. Yeah, where Tunnels. You, yeah. yeah. And it looks like he's making out with a walrus. I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> I don't second, know about you, but I don't wait remember... Wait a minute. Back the fuck up. <laughs> Is he legitimately making out with the walrus? He is so close to the glass. The walrus, like, comes up right to his face, and it looks like the smooching. I thought you were telling me that he sexually assaulted this an animal. This turns into Tusk. That movie sucks. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> Let me know, but I don't ever remember there being walruses in the Manhattan Zoo. The Central Park Zoo? Or the Bronx Zoo. There's walruses at the there's Bronx Zoo. There's walruses at the Bronx Zoo, but there's no under... There's also walruses at the Coney Island Zoo. The Coney Island Aquarium. Is there an underwater area that there you can There is not the an tank? underwater yeah. tank. Because this wasn't I shot in bullshit. New York. <laughs> Unless they kill them. I don't know. <laughs> Did you know that sea lions and seals get glaucoma because of the amount of bleach and chlorine in the water? Yep. It's fucking sad. It is. Yay for caging animals. Back to Sam. Leela is at her studio, and he goes to see her, and this is when he brings up the meds thing. Okay. And they I have... I thought you said the Mets thing. Yeah. <laughs> you you said meds. <laughs> Do you like Yankees or Mets? Which one? Are you Queens? Are you disgusting fucking Staten Island? <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yankee Stadium is in the Bronx. Yeah. Wait, so wherever it is, it's supposed to be, like, that borough's team? Yeah. Oh. My father was an Atlanta Braves Dodgers uh, fan, so Dodgers were, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, was was yeah. 
But like, did you hear what I said? My father, who was born in the Bronx, raised in Queens, was an Atlanta Braves fan. I can't understand that, but... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, if he really hated fucking New York baseball teams, he would have been for the Cubs. Well, he wasn't, and he wasn't... Or Red Sox. I went to one baseball game with him, and it was the Mets, but I feel like it's only because he got the free tickets to go. Probably. Hmm. So who's the Mets, Queens? Yeah. Figures, trash. <laughs> Shea, Nothing City Field. is worse than the Red Sox. Fuck you, Boston. <laughs> Boston. Boston. <laughs> Fuck you, Boston. It's wicked fucking stupid that you like fucking Red Sox. Also, your stadium is in a very inconvenient location. Fenway? Yeah. Yeah. I always was told that it's like Rape Park. <laughs> they have no fucking parking lot. Like... <laughs> Because they want you to drive them drunk and kill somebody. They just want you to fuck with all the people that live in the area so they don't have street parking. Anyway, he's at the studio. They have a little conversation. He's like, I have to leave. I have an appointment or some shit like that. And as he's walking away, Leela calls him Henry. And he, Wait turn, he turns around and he's like, he's like, Skrr! what the fuck did you just call what me? What did you say? <laughs> what did he say? And he's like, did you just call me Sam? Henry? I'm sorry. Did you just call me Henry? <laughs> and she's like, are you crazy? And, and We've I'm been together now, for so long. Stephanie, are you crazy? Do you know what, what is real and what is not real? I don't because I mentioned this. For like one third of the movie, I thought Sam's name was Ryan. And I'm like, why the fuck did I write Ryan? I'm like, oh, because of Ryan Gosling. <laughs> yeah, but Ryan is Henry. I know. My God. Right. So this moment in the movie is when I realize his name is Sam. <laughs> Because she's like, we've been together for so long. Of course your name is Sam. Stephanie, you've been watching this movie for so long. You should so, know it's Sam. So they they really don't... They mention Henry's name a shit ton. They really don't mention each other's names that much. Yeah, but no. So <laughs> he turns around and says that. So now we don't know if he misheard her, that he was imagining it, or Are if she actually me? said it. Are you kidding me? I have a question. Is there a kiss scene between Henry and Sam? That'd be hot. I don't want to do this movie anymore. <laughs> Why isn't there more man-on-man kiss scenes? There's no sex I want either. to see that. There's no sex in this movie? A psychological thriller with no sex? That's fucking stupid. I know. It would be so much better. This, obviously, five stars. But really, <laughs> one star. If you don't have... Well, okay, you know what? The Fountain, high levels. But still. But they could have had a good sex scene in that movie. I don't think anyone even kisses. Like, he... Well, no, I think they kiss once, and yeah, then... Yeah, he told her to take her clothes off. Yeah, but they don't... He says that, and then it cuts to the next scene. Dumb. There's no tits. Oh! <gasps> I... No nudity? This is ridiculous. So fucking disappointing. I might as well just watch a kid's movie or Coco Melon. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh, God. So, we meet Bob Hoskins character i forgot he was in this movie him and sam are playing chess he is blind i thought you were gonna say he is black i was gonna be like no he's not yeah this is tropic thunder all of a sudden sam shows him the ring because he knows Leela. how does he show him the ring if he's blind he hands it to him and he okay. touches it so and he feels him the ring yeah <laughs> bob is like how long have you had it? and he's like for a while He's like, what are you waiting for? I don't know how this gets brought up, but definitely not how I just mentioned it. Like, what are you waiting for? He's like, I'm not sure if she's going to try to kill herself again. <laughs> so maybe you should, like, pop the question before she fucking dies. 
Uh, maybe she'll have something to live for. Waiting on Bob is a doctor. What kind of doctor? I don't know. Another shrink. I guess his name is Doctor Patterson. I don't think they ever mentioned his first name, so we're just gonna call him Bob. It's short and sweet to the point. Exactly. Bob. Bob. As they're playing chess, Henry walks into the room and he walks up to them and he looks at Bob and he starts freaking out and everyone's like, "What? What the fuck?" And Henry's like, you're, you're dead. I saw you die. And Sam's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Henry's like, that's my father. Uh, uh, boop. I don't know what the hell. I mean, I know what happened, but I don't know what the hell happened. Because you just dropped a bomb on me. Bob a is like. A bomb. I don't have kids. A bomb. Bob bomb. Bob leaves. Sam is still in the room with Henry. He goes up to Henry, he's like, what the fuck is going on? And Henry flips out, he fucking yeets the table that they were playing chess on, and he's like, you know nothing, Jon Snow! What? <laughs> really? That's yeah. what he says? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ahead of its time. Sam asks him, like, what the fuck? And Henry's like, I watched him die. Like, how the fuck is he alive? Henry whispers some shit about fortunes under his breath. I don't know. I didn't care. Whatever. This is too much. Sam is now at Henry's apartment because I guess he left. I don't fucking know. He's trying to talk to him. He's knocking on his door. Nobody's answering. Next thing we see, I guess he got the fucking super to get the key to his apartment. Excuse me, what? Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. No super would do that. I mean, no, fuck that. Supers would do that Well, he came with a crew, so hold on. Oh, the cops, too? No cops. He came with DB. BD. Not DB. He came... DB? BD. DB Cooper. He found DB Cooper, (laughs) and he brought him to break down this man's door. They open the apartment. It's, like, the super, Sam, BD, and, like, two other people. And as soon as they walk into the apartment, we see that it's completely bare. There's, like, a little table with a lamp. There's a mattress on the floor. And then Sounds like a bachelor's hidey hole if I ever heard of it. Well, I mean, he is a college student, so it makes sense. We see that in very tiny font, written in perfect parallel lines on every single wall in the apartment, is written, forgive me. In different fonts? No, in like very tiny hand, as if he was writing on a piece of paper, but on the fucking walls. It's like when you get like an index card to write your notes on for your test. And you write, like, the tiniest font you can to fit all the answers. That plus, like, I'm thinking of, you know, you got detention or some shit like that. And then you have to write it a million times on the chalkboard. Yeah. They're looking through the apartment. The super walks up to the wall and he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, paint, bitch. Whatever. (laughs) They find a box of bullets, but there's no gun. And then we see that there's a voicemail on his answering machine and they play it. Wait a minute. It's 2005 answering machines? Yeah. I don't think so. Yes. Cell phones were a thing at this point. Yeah, but they weren't that big. I guess for a college student sleeping on a mattress on the floor. You know what? I'm wrong. Yeah. Go off, sis. (laughs) Defend the poor. Well, this connects. It's Sam's voice telling Henry to stay with him. Like, stay with me. Don't kill yourself. Henry, stay with me. There should have been a love scene between them at this point. I'm like, yo, is this deja vu? Don't do this to me. That movie was too hard to follow. BD is next to him listening to this. Whenever you say BD, I expect SM to be the next <laughs> letters out of your mouth. He's like, you called him? And he's like, I've never fucking called him. I, I have no idea how my voice oh is on my his God. answering machine. Is there time travel in this movie? 
Can we do one fucking movie without time travel? <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. They leave, and BD and Sam are walk are talking outside of the apartment building, and he's like, what are we gonna do? Like, I don't know where he is. And BD's like, well, I could call the cops, but they're not gonna do anything. And Sam's like, why? He's like, because it's the cops. And he's like, because they have more important things to do than look for a depressed college student. <laughs> facts sam's like fine i'll find him so we cut back to sam and leela and it looks like we've had a couple parts where henry brings up that like oh i guess you haven't read my records or some shit like that to know more about me his case file or his notes the the notes from the other psychiatrist okay because he's asking him things that like he should know like about his parents being dead and shit like that so it looks like he's finally going through his shit and there's like a letter from an art teacher and Leela's like, oh, is it from this person? And he's like, yeah, how do you know? And she's like, well, he wants to fuck all the young, good looking boys in his class. Who, who is this man? Just a side character. Okay. Then Sam asks Leela if she knows an artist named Tristan Robert, I think it was pronounced. She tells him that she does and that no one knows what his art looked like because he burned all of it and then he killed himself. You know, I'm really, I'm sensing a theme here with the fire and the burning. He killed himself in New York. Of course. And he left a note, one sentence, in French, but we get a translation. A translation. It said, an elegant suicide is the ultimate work of art. Now, if we want to be really fucking nitpicky, the way that he kills himself, we do find out later on, not elegant. <laughs> What's the most elegant way to kill yourself, Stephanie? I mean, come on, man. You're a fucking artist. You can get creative with it. I feel like that takes too much time, and you're already going to end your life. Shit. Silence of the Lamb shit. Not Silence of the Lamb. What's the next one? Red Dragon? Yeah. What does he do in that? He, like, hangs someone on a fucking wall. Oh, no, that's Silence of the Lambs. That they is hang still up silent? So, yeah, they, he... he Rips their skin open. Yeah, to make them look like a butterfly. look like a moth. Moth. A moth. Excuse you. Get moth. the themes right, bitch. It was moth, yes. Nothing beats Sylvia Plath putting her head in an oven. Leela says that she wants to talk to Henry. <laughs> Excuse me. And then besides the Excuse me? <laughs> Hold on. Why? Because... Because two cuckoo birds of a feather flock together? Basically. Okay. He's like, besides the fact that I can't find him, No. And she's like, but we connect on another level. She's like, let's play Where's Waldo, and if I find him, I get to talk to him. Well, and this is the part where we find out how she tried to kill herself. Okay. She's like, have you ever hated yourself so much? Yes. That you brought two razor blades yeah. with you into the bathtub. Okay. Because you knew that once you started cutting yourself, mm -hmm. you might be so weak that you drop the first one and then you won't be able to finish yourself no, off. No. So you bring a backup razor no, blade. No, 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 Never did that. You bring a cyanide pill and you take that and then cut yourself. Well, you know what? Whoa, I'm not trying to give tips on how to kill yourself here. First of all, where the fuck would you buy a cyanide pill? There's ways. Okay, I'm not talking black fucking dark web shit. There's ways. Sure. Just other medications you could take that are poison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you can always try to kill yourself on Advil, but then can't open the child lock Do proof cap. what Elliot Smith or Tylenol. did, allegedly, and stab yourself in the stomach seven times, even though I don't think that that's physically possible, but whatever. Do you know what I'm referencing? 
the movie, the Lifetime movie. Yeah. She's like, I can't get the cap yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Tylenol? Sam then asks her what he should tell him. And she says, tell him that there's too much beauty to quit. Fucking Bob Ross on his program teaching you to paint. There That's are... something he would say. And then he'd be like, and we're going to fluff up these trees. There's no mistakes. Bob, Just happy accidents. Bob Ross is the original ASMR queen. <laughs> So they're eating takeout while this whole conversation is happening. And Lila's like, yo, you should eat your fortune cookie. And he's like, nah, you can have it. Fortune cookies are gross unless you have ice cream. And then the fortune cookie apparently had a line that Henry said to him when he like whispered some shit under his voice. And I didn't know what the fuck he said. Doesn't matter. Sam ends up going to Beth's apartment and the door is open. You about to walk into a crime scene, bro. He starts talking. No one's answering him. He turns on the lights She's sitting on the couch. Looks like she's half fucking dead. <laughs> Is she? I mean, she might as well fucking be. <laughs> I thought she was sick with something. Nope. Turns out that she's taking medication and drinking at the same mm -hmm. time. So she's fucked up. Self-medication. She asks him why he's really there. And he's like, I'm worried about you. But I also want to know more about Henry. And then she says, I didn't touch him. I know you're not supposed to move them. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then she asks him, completely ignores his question, do you want to play a kissing game? And he's like, no. No, bitch. And she calls him loyal, a good fucking loyal dog. <laughs> then she also tells him that he should have let Leela bleed out in the bathtub. <gasps> How does she know that? They're co-workers. Oh, okay. That's fucked up. Which I'm like, god damn. I would have showed up to work the next day, punched in, and then punched her. <laughs> so he's like, all right, you're fucked up. You need a shower. So he, like, drags her into the fucking bathroom. That's such a trope that, like, you're so fucked up, I'm gonna put you in the fucking shower. You're gonna take a cold shower. I don't fucking know. You might as well just slap her in the face. <laughs> she says something about someone's watching us, blah, blah, blah. And then he's asking her more about Henry, and she's like, you should talk to his mom. And he's like, his mom is dead. And she's like, is she? What? <laughs> and so am I. I'm like, is she? What the fuck? What kind of Wizard of Waverly Place shit is this? Dude, it only goes downhill. <laughs> Sam somehow gets Henry's mom's number. He calls her. She hangs up on him. And then he also somehow got her address. He takes a cab there. It's some swanky-ass fucking nice-ass house. And she is sitting on a rocking chair on the porch. This is in Jealous. New York. I'm assuming this is somewhere in Long Island, I guess. I don't fucking know. That's a big know. assumption, but okay. They never say, but he's outside of the city. And she tells him- And a cab went there? Yeah. Wow. What luck. Yeah. She tells him that she's been waiting for him. And he's like- She's crazy. Cool. She says that to everybody. <laughs> he starts asking her about Henry and tells her that He's trying to commit suicide, so he wants to talk to her to kind of get to know him more. She's like, I don't no, know what I've the been fuck waiting for him to do it. Well, no. he a He's asking her questions, and he she's completely ignoring him. And she's like, oh, you must have come here to see Olive. And he's like, who the fuck is Olive? Olive is a dog. <laughs> oh, God. And we see that the house is completely empty. There's no furniture, nothing. Okay, sounds like my grandparents' house. And the mom says... Oh, we haven't had visitors in such a long time. Me and Olive have been here for a thousand years. I'm like, what? Did I just walk into one flew over the cuckoo's nest? <laughs> and then we see that Olive, the dog, is looking at Henry like, bitch, I don't trust Sam? you. Sam. Sam. <laughs> Sorry. 
is looking at Sam like, bitch, I don't trust you. Like, we gonna fight. Does the dog have a switchblade in its mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Sam finally kind of realizes that he, she thinks that he's Henry. So he starts trying to talk to her as if he was Henry. Okay. Now, she's talking to him, and it's like she's fucking glitching, but it's like she's saying something, and then, like, it's the same shot, but she's not standing in the same exact place. She's moved over a little bit, and she's, like, kind of saying the same thing, but differently, and this happens a couple times. So, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What? I didn't understand a fucking thing you just said, but okay. So, there's a shot, the camera is facing her, she's saying something, and then as she's saying something, it cuts... To her standing in the same shot, so the background hasn't moved, but she's not standing in the same spot. So she's like two inches over. Okay. And she's saying more or less the same thing. In but a different dimension. Saying it slightly differently. You had to do dimension d- change movies two in a row? This is different. I don't care. <laughs> As this is happening, she says that you must hate me. And she calls him Henry. And then she says, I know you never meant to hurt us. And he's like, how did I hurt you? And she says, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Such a mom answer. Yeah. And then he's like, what do I typically do on Saturdays? And he's like... She's like... She's like, oh, you would always go to the zoo and watch the walruses swim. And as she's talking to him, she starts fucking gushing blood from her head. (laughs) Wait, what? Like, she's wearing... Like a blowhole? Like, she's sprouting blood? (laughs) She's wearing, like, a bandana. I thought she had cancer originally because it looks like like she has her hair covered. And you all of a sudden just see a a red spot on the bandana. It just starts fucking, like, waterfall from her head. And he's like, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even seem to answer. And while this is happening, like, there's a little bit of, like, anxiety, panic. The dark's... The dark-sided. You're right. (laughs) The dog starts growling. And the dog ends up biting his arm. And the is ne- it a little dog or a medium-sized it's dog? It's a fucking mastiff. Goodbye. <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. Big bitch. Next thing we cut to him in like some weird-ass fucking doctor's office, hospital room. I don't fucking know where the fuck this is because I have no idea. Someone's patching him up and then a cop comes in and wants to talk to him. He's asking how he got bit, where he was, and the cop's like, oh, uh, you're talking about so-and-so? And he's like, you know, I went to high school with her. And he's like, oh, you do? Well, she's back at the house and she's bleeding like she Uh-oh. needs medical attention. He and, saw a duhe. And he's like, duhe. He's like, remember, I just mentioned to you that I went to high school with her. Well, I also went to her funeral. He's like, listen, Doc, I know you're a shrink and all, but I gotta tell you, maybe you need to get your head checked because, like, she's fucking dead. <laughs> he's like... She's better than your sister's head game on prom night. Like, it's it's done. Henry's parents died in a car accident. And he's like, no, I just saw her. Like, uh, whatever. And the cop's like, okay, yeah, sure. Sounds totally legit. Okay, whatever you say. This is above my pay grade, so I'm gonna go now. Right, so he pieces the fuck out. And as the cop, he leaves the room. And then Sam runs after him. And he opens the fucking door. Because the whole time I'm thinking, where the fuck is he? It looks like he's in fucking Grand Central. Like, he opens the door and the room that he's in is like, I don't know, three fucking stories up. But the whole center of this place is like a dome. So it's like, I don't know, like an old fancy fucking renaissance type of building. Okay. I don't fucking know. And he's he's screaming to the cop like, hey, were her eyes brown? And he's like, no, they were blue as ice or some shit like that. He's like, I don't know, her head was always down here. 
I never saw her eyes. <laughs> Next thing, we see Henry goes to the one and only Peep-O-Rama. Where is that? He goes to a strip club. Okay. <laughs> it's not really a strip club. There's a chick dancing on a pole, but she also got them fucking fancy fabric Fancies? ropes. Oh. Ropes? Yeah, like the acrobat shit. Okay. We don't see Titty. Depressy Spaghetti. Might as well have made this a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really watching the show. He's just sitting there chain smoking. And we see it looks like he's having like flashes of his life. Like there's a projector screen or something. It's playing something. And then all of a sudden we see like pictures of him with his family. Mm -hmm. And then like clips that I guess like he lived through. He's just sitting there watching this and fucking bawling. <laughs> Like, if that shit ain't fucking sad. I would immediately leave and say, I feel like we're all going to get shot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just trying to get them dollar bills. What the fuck? Like, I feel God in this peepo-rama. I don't watch The Office. Don't fucking think that I like it. I don't. <laughs> so, I didn't mention it because I thought it didn't matter. But we see it more than once, so I'm going to bring it up. At some point earlier, Sam was going to work and he was walking through, like... A street between two buildings and there's like a group of four dudes fucking lifting a grand piano on a rope to an apartment building I guess and as this is happening there's a mom and a kid walking by and the kid runs away from the mom he trips and he was holding a balloon and the balloon ends up flying away and one of the guys that are helping with the fucking piano shit is like oh i guess your balloon went to balloon heaven okay and the mom's like oh don't worry we'll get another one at the park we see the same exact thing play out but instead of sam leaving his apartment he's going back to his apartment and he sees this and he's like what the fuck is happening he goes up to the guy and he's like didn't you do the same thing on thursday like weren't you here and the guy just kind of like dismisses him he's like we got more important things to do don't you see we're busy here he doesn't know what's happening same now we see sam goes home and lila was super worried because he didn't come back home and i don't know why he walks in it's like a shot from the hallway we see the door and lila at the door he walks in she's like oh my god i was so worried about you and he's like taking off his jacket and like saying something we see this exact same fucking loop okay like four or five times <laughs> They're really trying to beat it in there. There's the time jumping movie. He finally takes his jacket off and he starts freaking out. He's like, I'm seeing dead people. I'm seeing shit that's not there. I don't know what the fuck is happening. And Lila comes in clutch. She's like, you're just sleep deprived. Take a fucking nap. And he's like, no, no, I need to find Henry. And she's like, no, fucking nap. And he's like, okay, I guess for a little. He passes out. He wakes up and there's a post-it note like on the lamp, like Lila left him saying, hey, call me when you wake up. He doesn't. Before he wakes up, we also see like flashes of Henry's life, like little glimpses. Okay. Like 10 seconds of something happening, but we really don't know what's going on. Sam wakes up, so it's as if he was having a he nightmare. He was dreaming of Henry's life. As if he was POV Henry, and then he wakes up. Sam leaves the apartment, and Henry is sitting on the staircase in front of his apartment. And Sam's pissed at him. He's like, I saw your mom last night. And he's like, what? How? He's like, she's alive? Bob Hoskins is playing every character. <laughs> <laughs> Including the dog. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, and Olive was there. 
Henry's like, that's not possible. We put her down when I was 12 because she had fucking cancer or some shit like that. Sam gets pissed. He's like, don't fuck with me. You need to tell me more. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Henry starts saying the same thing that he's saying that Sam is saying to him. About don't fuck with me? So he's saying like, you need to tell me more. And he's saying it at the same exact moment that he's saying it to him. Okay. Sam from being angry is more so, again, what the fuck is happening? I If I knew what this movie was going into it, I would not have done it. That's always the best. He keeps repeating him or like talking at the same time as him. And Sam's finally like, why the fuck are you doing this to me? And Henry tells him that he's the only one that can help him. And then Henry somehow knows that Leela tried to kill herself. How? I don't know. So he's like, so you saved her? And Sam's like, no, she saved herself. Like, I don't, what? And then he gets super into detail that she had, like, fucking eight-inch cuts down her arm and she cut both of her arteries. She lost five pints of blood, but then I called the ambulance. So then he did save her. Yeah. This is when Sam tells him the stupid shit about there's a bunch of beauty, don't quit. He says it like that, in that well, tone. I mean, at He's this like, point. listen, there's a bunch of beauty, don't quit. Don't do That's it. That's all I gotta say. No, stop it. <laughs> Kiss him, Hill. Sam tells him the shit, and then at some point he's like, yo, I want you to meet a friend uptown. Uptown friend, he's gonna stop you from getting to the end. Cause you are trying to kill yourself. I'm taking you to the psych ward. There's no guns or You gotta try to rhyme. You're not trying hard enough. It's gotta be a bop. I don't need this right now. <laughs> I'm already losing my voice. <laughs> okay, fine. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I understood. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying, friend. He wants to take him to the psych ward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Henry's like, I don't want to fucking go uptown. I know this doctor. His name is Dr. Psy Quard. He's a renowned doctor. <laughs> Henry says, I don't want to go uptown. And then Sam tries to block him from walking away, and Henry pulls a gun on him. (laughs) The white man prevails. (laughs) He pulls out a firearm. Where did he get it? It's Queens. (laughs) He He pushes him up against a wall, and he's, like, holding the gun to his stomach. That's how Stephanie feels right now. Yeah. (laughs) Henry says, I killed my parents. Duh. And then he's like... I'm going to go to hell, or maybe I'm already there. That's a fun way to live. He says sorry to Sam, and then he says don't follow me, and walks away. Next thing we see, Sam gets into a cab, and he's like, take me to the diner on Canal Street. What diner on Canal Street? (laughs) What the fuck? The cabbie turns around to him, and he's just like, which one? None. And he's like... Whichever. It's Canal Street. You're buying knockoff fucking Louis Vuittons or getting a goddamn Vietnamese coffee. There's no diners there. Apparently in 2005, there were like 30 of them. Listen, I didn't know that Madison Square Garden had a parking lot, but I do know for sure that there are no diners on Canal. There's got to be at least one. There's no fucking diners. So why he's going to Canal Street? Because at some point, Henry mentioned to him that his girlfriend, Athena, works at a diner on Canal Street. She's not real. Athena is a stripper at the Peep Show Lounge. Like, that's what Athena is. The cabbie takes him. Unless they're going to Hooters, and that don't exist on Canal either. 
He goes from diner to diner, asking people if anyone works there named Athena. And we just see him going in and out of the cab. And finally, he's like, there's one more diner. How many fucking diners are on Canal Street in this universe? How many? I'm t- like 20, apparently. My whole entire asshole. <laughs> the tract, the opening, everything. No. Jesus Christ. He goes up to someone that looks like she's the manager or some shit like that, and he asks if there's someone named Athena working there, and she says no. But the way she says it seems like she's lying. She's like, can I help you with anything else? And he's like, yeah, let me get a coffee. So he sits down, and we see that there's another waitress, like, cleaning a table, and she overheard this. And as he's sitting there, she walks up to him, and she's like, what are you, some type of stalker? Why are you asking about Athena? And then he tells her, no, I'm a psychiatrist. It's a long story. I need to talk to her. And she's like, oh, so you can write a prescription for Xanax. Holy shit. (laughs) See, this is New York. This is Canal Street. That makes sense. (laughs) And then he's like, yes, I can write a prescription for one of my patients that I am seeing. And then she's like, all right, good luck finding Athena then. (laughs) So I guess he gives her the prescription. And she tells him that she used to work here. She doesn't work here anymore. But I take an acting class with her. Okay. Why would we try to be accurate in white trash people who work at diners and try to make it in the industry, but not with Canal Street? Like, my God. <laughs> well, hold up, because she got some fucking... Uh, she got some gems she about to drop? She she must have a lot of money for some, a- for some extra activities after work, because not only does she apparently go to acting class, she also takes a dance class. Okay. She tells him where she is, and for his luck, she's in a theater practicing with another person, and they're the only two there. So he walks in, they're acting out like Hamlet or some shit like that. The other person leaves, and then he goes up to her, and he's like, oh, I didn't know so-and-so was a woman. And he's like, she's, <laughs> she says, yes, it's lesbian Hamlet. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not surprised, but I am. <laughs> she's joking. Oh, okay. Because I was like, relevant. <laughs> but no, she's playing Ophelia and she's just filling in for another person or some shit. Ophelia titties. <laughs> she starts talking to him and he's like, do you know Henry? And she's like, sounds familiar, starts describing him. And he's like, yeah, that's him. And she's like, no, but I served him a couple times. He would always come in and get fucking pecan pie and a coffee. And we just like small talked or whatever. And he's like, really? That's it? Like, you ain't fucking? Because he said you're his girlfriend. And she's like, no. He's like, okay, sorry to bother you. Like, is there anything else that you might help me like I'm looking for him I don't know where he is and she's like well I bumped into him one time at this bookstore why did I expect club and I guess he goes there a lot because he was just sitting there like not paying attention to anything and just reading a book so she's telling him about this and they're walking down a spiral staircase but in the middle of Times Square I don't know where the fuck this staircase is because it's like 30 fucking levels they're talking it's in the Charmin bathroom that used to exist in Times Square (laughs) they're talking they're walking she keeps like looking over at him it's a very tight spiral staircase and at some point I don't know she takes a couple steps too quick in front of him and he fucking loses her like she just disappears okay he starts yelling her name 
She's gone. At some point, he starts running down the stairs. He falls and he loses the ring. He's had the engagement ring with him this whole time right. in his pocket. It falls Dumbass. out. We hear it fall, but he never finds it. He's like, I guess, okay, I'm not going to look for it and fucking leaves. When he falls, he gets like a flash of Henry's life again. Oh, I'm sorry. I fucked up. He doesn't leave. He goes back into the auditorium, the theater, and he sees the same fucking thing playing out. Athena is sitting there, the other person is practicing lines with her, he gets freaked out, and then he leaves. Now we see Henry has somehow broken into Bob's apartment. His dad. (laughs) And Bob is reading Braille, and Henry is just sitting by the light switch and flicking it on and off. That's terrifying. I guess to see if he's actually blind. I mean, his sense of hearing would be stronger, no? I would be like... That's what I thought, too. He scares him. Mm -hmm. Because... I don't remember what he says, but I think he says, like, where is mom? And Bob gets freaked out, drops the book, and he's like, who's there? And he, like, runs to the telephone. He picks it up, and he, at the same time, picks up, I forget what it's called, the little thing, they, the poker from a fireplace? Yeah. As a weapon. The fire poker. Yes. He realizes that it's Henry, like, he recognizes yeah. his voice, and he's like, what are you doing here? I'm not your dad. Ugly ass bitch. And then Sam starts... Sam, Jesus Christ. Henry starts crying and he says- Me too, I'm about to. He says, I don't want to die. And Bob says, well, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And it's a sweet moment. Bob walks up to him at this point and they're saying some other shit. And Henry's like, Henry's like, I want you to look at me. And he's like, you know, I can't. He stands up. I'm fucking blind. He stands up. He puts his hands over Bob's eyes. He takes him off and Bob can see. Is Henry an angel? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Okay. Bob is super fucking confused. Same. I am Bob. Henry starts hugging him and he pulls away and this is when he realizes he can see and he like starts touching his face and like looking at his hands. And they start making out. Yes. <laughs> we finally Don't tease me, Stephanie. We finally get a, a full view of the snippets that we've been seeing up to this point. And it's from the POV of Henry. He's in the driver's seat of a car. Athena is sitting in the passenger seat and in the back seat are his parents. Are they all ghosts? Okay. They're talking about that they've been married for 40 years, and Athena's like, oh my god, like, how do you do it type of shit. Bob's like, I stabbed my eyes out years ago, <laughs> so I don't have to see this ugly Henry bitch. Henry is looking at her, and all of a sudden, we hear something happen, like car accident, and the fucking car just starts flipping. We cut to Sam is walking in the rain, and somehow by accident, ends up finding this bookstore. Okay. He's looking through the window and he sees a painting and for whatever real reason, he realizes that it's Henry's painting. So he starts knocking on the door, tries to get in. It's closed, but there's someone inside and the guy's like, we're closed, blah, blah, blah. The boss, the owner is still there and he's like, yo, someone's trying to get in. And he's like, let him in, see what he wants. Of course, piece of shit owners. And then we see that the owner is Breaking Bad Dude. From the train. Okay. Yeah. And the worker lets Sam in and he's like, what are you looking for? And he's like, do you know anything about Henry Lethem? I think what his last name was. And he's like, a book about him. Is he a writer? <laughs> and he's like, no, he used to apparently come here a lot. And he's like, I have no fucking idea. And then this is like, do the- you know how many white sad boys come into his shop? 
Well, no, he's still talking to the worker. He's I know. Talk- okay. Oh, okay. He's like, this is the only time where he gets angry, really. He's like, don't fuck with me. And the guy's like, whoa, okay. And then he yells to the owner, do you know anything about a Henry, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he's like, yes, I do. He used to come here all the time. He took, or he bought, all the books about that suicide artist that I mentioned okay. earlier. But he never had cash so instead of paying me, he gave me this painting. Right. Somebody in New York would do that. And the <laughs> artist is like, I think I got a pretty good deal. And then he's like, okay, well, do you have any more books on this artist? And he's like, no, he he bought he me He took out. them all. Did yeah. you not hear that? Yeah. <laughs> and he's bang, bang, dead. So you know, you're not going to get him. Then we see Athena is in a dance class. The studio is like on the f- ground floor. I don't know where she learned it from, but she didn't learn it from any classes. <laughs> What's that from, Stephanie? Showgirls. Yeah. <laughs> She's in a dance class. I don't even class. know if I quoted that correctly. It's on the ground floor. There's a bunch of people dancing. Somehow Henry knows that she's in this dance class. And he's also standing in the rain watching her. And at some point she looks at the window. But that at that boy, point he's left. You want? That's when I call the cops. <laughs> so he leaves before she can see him. Mm. Now we're at Leela's art studio. And somehow she has Henry's paintings. All of them. A, a lot of them. of them. Okay. I don't fucking know. Like three or four. Did she end up teaching him? It's never explained. Okay. Great. She's in her studio. Sam calls her. She picks up the phone. He's calling her from a payphone. Remember payphones? He calls her to ask her if she knows how the suicide artist killed himself. And she's like, yeah, the artist shot himself on the Brooklyn Bridge on his 21st birthday. Guess what? Saturday midnight, it's Henry's 21st birthday. All right, so is Henry this artist? Okay. No. Is he reincarnated? No. Okay. God, I hate my life. (laughs) There is no explanation for this movie or what it represents. No trivia. Like, no one interviewed anybody about this fucking movie. Nothing. Bob somehow finds Sam on the street and looks at him, and he's like, I always pictured you with brown eyes. And Sam is like, you can see? And he's like, yeah, because of Henry. And I'm medical miracle over here like how the fuck he somehow just like bypasses this completely Mm -hmm. and then we see it but leela doesn't realize this in the moment she starts going through canvases and she sees henry's name on the backs of them okay and she starts like freaking out and she's like what the fuck like what the fuck i don't fucking know she sees this she gets freaked out she starts running out of the studio and she's trying to leave, but there's, like, a gate in the middle of the staircase that's locked, and she can't get past it. She's worked here for how long? I, I don't know. <laughs> One of the paintings that she has before she runs out of the studio has the same thing that he had written on the wall in his apartment, just forgive me, over and over again on the canvas. Okay. While Sam is talking to Bob, he mentions something about the world being an illusion. I'm like, hold on. Did this is a big fucking brain fuck at this There's point? A lot of plot points that I feel like are coming, and then then it's like they yeah, don't. that that's what I thought too. Sam starts running to the Brooklyn Bridge because like he talked to Leela, he hung up the phone, he had the little thing with Bob, and then just starts fucking piecing the fuck out. We see Leela's trying to leave, but she can't. Sam ends up on the train, and he's standing by the doors. He's looking out, and all of a sudden we see another train passing and henry standing in the door and i guess henry caught the express train <laughs> i don't ever remember there being express trains at like fucking eleven forty o'clock at night but he got that 
11.40 o'clock at night. O'clock. 11.40 o'clock at night. (laughs) (laughs) Sam gets off at a train station. He starts running. Henry's already there. There's some, like, weird string shit, like, in the air. I don't know how to explain it, but it looks like some shit that they would put in the background, like, CGI'd where it looks like they're in some type of different dimension or something like that. Or like time has stopped. Like it's just like waves. Okay. Henry's got a gun. (laughs) Henry's got a gun. (laughs) Sam tells him that one of the first times we met, you told me that you didn't know what was real. And I said that I did. He says, well, now I don't know either. (laughs) And neither do I. Henry says that Sam is real. And that he's trying to save him, but that he's too late because he has to wake up. And then Sam answers, you are awake. Is he? (laughs) Is Henry Leela? Is Leela Henry? Henry says, it hurts too much and I wish you didn't have to see this. And right after he says that, he puts the gun in his mouth. Awesome. And at this point, we see Sam like turn away. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I would think that he would try to stop him, but... Right. (laughs) He lets him shoot himself. This is the closest you'll ever see Ryan Gosling perform fellatio on a gun. <laughs> and as he shoots himself, we get... We get a cat meowing. We get a rabbi saying mazel tov. Everyone's good. As he shoots to himself, we get a flash to Henry in the accident laying in the middle of the road. And he's bleeding. Sam and Leela are there. We find out Leela's a nurse. And everyone else in the car is dead. The woman and the his girlfriend and the couple. And his parents. Yeah. Basically, Henry really had the accident. His parents really died. So did Athena. And he met Sam and Leela because they saw the accident. They were driving behind him. Okay. And they got out of the car to help. And in reality, women should not be artists because that's not a real job. (laughs) And she's a nurse because all women are nurses and all men are doctors. Got it. Leela is... Like, trying to comfort Henry, and we see Sam goes to the car, and and he says, like, they're all dead. Sam and Leela are telling Henry that everything's going to be fine. He asks about the others, and again, we see, he says, like, they're all gone, blah, blah, blah. Sam wants to know what his name is, so he pulls out his wallet, and when he does, his engagement ring that he had for Athena falls out of Henry's wallet. So, they know his name now, blah, blah, blah. Henry's laying on the ground, and I had to back up because I could not understand what the fuck he was saying. Henry's saying, forgive me. And he's like, Sam's like, forgive you for what? Like, you didn't do anything. I saw the whole thing. Your front tire blew out. It wasn't your fault. Everyone that we've seen in the movie, all like the side characters, they're all standing there. In the crowd. In the crowd. So there's like a circle of people just watching him. Like, the kid with the balloon. There's, I think, like, two or three times we see the kid with the balloon, and we hear him say, Mommy, is that man gonna die? Oh. And the mom's like, I hope not. I hope so. Goddamn planet's too over-fucking-populated. Yeah, so everything that we've heard is, like, repeated now. Henry is laying on the ground. He's bleeding out. He's barely there. And he's looking at Leela, and we see, like, Leela's face going in and out between Athena's face. So he thinks that he's looking at Athena and he asks her, will you marry me? And obviously it's not Athena. Athena, yeah. But Leela says yes. To comfort him because she knows he's going to die. Henry dies. (laughs) 
cut to they're putting Henry's body into a body bag. Bunch of cops, ambulances, they take his body away and Leela and Sam are still on the bridge and Sam goes up to her and he's like, thank you for helping. Do you want to get coffee? Because I won't be able to sleep. And as he's asking her, he gets like flashbacks to what happened like when he was his doctor and all the other shit that happened. Leela answers yes. The end. I mean, it's not even a question of, like, was it confusing? It's dumb. It's fucking stupid. So, like, oh my god, this is one of those movies that people made, and they're like, we're burying it, it's not coming out, and then a couple years later, they spring it on them, and they're like, we're releasing it! And it's like, there's nothing to fucking say about it. I, it's just, I guess that's why there's no fucking trivia either. Like, it's just Somebody so... Somebody try to bury this movie. There's other shit that I wrote that I cut out because it's not relevant. Like, n there's no explanation other for than the fact, I guess, that you can say something's off. Like, earlier in the movie when Sam and Henry are walking through his college, we see people in threes, for some fucking reason, all dressed the same. And the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, there's triplets in his class? Like, they're all wearing the same fucking thing? But no, you see it, like, there's, like... 20 fucking people in groups of threes dress the same. It's because they all live this different lives, but they're the same person. There, then there's another thing later on where you see fucking silver briefcases. Everyone's carrying silver briefcases. And then the only fucking trivia thing that I can remember that I didn't even notice, but I noticed the fucking briefcase thing, that there's a lot of yellow in the movie and it's supposed to represent happiness. I'm like, this is the opposite of fucking <laughs> happiness. I don't know who the fuck- This isn't even- This movie's gonna promote suicide. People Yeah, exactly. Like, lives. yo, they get so specific with how fucking Lila was trying to kill herself. Like, I- It's a- It's a movie for movie's sake, but there's no point. It's- We get the Harry Styles line, the famous, I really like this movie because it felt like a film. <laughs> um, Not even- well, I mean, listen, I appreciate you going down this fucking rabbit hole and doing this stupid movie. Yeah, I'm sorry if it was major depressy spaghetti. I did so not dumb, know it going in. Even be depressive. Depressing. Depressive. I'm so stupid now from all the drinking. So we'll see you on the next episode. And we hope you have a good morning, new night. I'll try to pick a happier movie next time. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're going to do both Fast and Furious films. <laughs> Get ready. Family. 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 <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful whatever time it is. Bye. 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 Bye.